This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Way, rated PG 13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramount Plus. Let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is by far the absolute easiest way to make a podcast. And when I say easy, I mean easy. First of all, it's completely free and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer. Best of all, with Anchor, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. So the possibilities are endless on what you can create. Whether you want to create a music analysis, your own radio show, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something that the world's never heard before. Anchor will even help publish your show to Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Oh, did I mention there's no copyright on the songs? Yeah, it's that easy. You guys want to start a podcast that includes music, or you guys just want to start a podcast in general, get started by downloading the free Anchor app or going to anchor.fm. And if you need some inspiration, you can head over to blog.anchor.fm slash music from some more idea starters. Thank you so much, and let's get into the episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. Today's episode, I interview one of my really good friends that I have known since sophomore year of high school, and me and her are one of those friends that were inseparable, and we were more like sisters, honestly, than even friends. She's just one of those people that even though we, we might not text every single day or always keep in touch, like, weekly no matter what, whenever we come back and we catch up, it's like we never left. It's one of those friendships and it's definitely one that I cherish very deeply and she's my friend Ariana and Ariana is a doula so we talk a lot about what being a doula is, what even is a doula, how to become a doula, also how she got interested in becoming one and also her path to where she is today. Ariana is one of those people that she was really trying to discover herself in high school and kind of just find out who she was and it was difficult for her and we definitely talk about that a lot in the podcast and being one of her friends from high school I remember her uh, me and her having these conversations and figure trying to figure out what's next like what to do next and Ariana definitely did struggle in high school with that but I am so proud because she has definitely found her way and found out who she is and is extremely confident and comfortable in who she is today one of those things that shows you can see it when she walks in a room you can see it it just radiates off of her so I'm so proud of her she was one of the first people I thought of to interview for this podcast when I even started it just because I know that her story is definitely going to impact so many people I feel like her life is just not as conventional as other people. It's not like, oh, I went to high school, I went to college, I got a job, and now here I am. She definitely went through different phases of her life where she didn't know what she wanted to do. So yeah, I definitely think it's going to be a very, very relatable, inspiring podcast and you guys will definitely not feel like you are alone, especially if you guys went a different path and not the conventional high school to college route. And I feel like in today's world, college is such a heavy focus. People feel like you need to go to college right away or you need to go to college right after high school. And I definitely am a huge proponent of education, but I don't think education necessarily means that you have to go to college and you have to get a degree because a lot of times people don't know what they want to do and then you're just going to college just to go, but you really have no idea what you want in life. And I feel like Ariana is such a good example of that, that you don't have to do that. Ultimately, she is so happy right now and she definitely found her way which I just really, really love that I'm able to share her story or not share her story, but let her share her story on my podcast. And I'm very honored for her to be on this podcast. Also, if you guys are interested in doula, midwifery, just anything that has to do with women and 
birth. This episode will be interesting because she definitely educates you on what being a doula is and what it what goes into, I guess, having a baby and the emotional aspects of it. She's not a mother herself, but that is her industry that she works in. She works very closely with expectant mothers and it's just really, really cool. And she works with a women of color doula center, doula company is what she does. She did training with them and I don't know. It's just a definitely a different perspective than other people that I've had on this podcast. And I really can't wait for you guys to listen to it. And I'm going to have all of her doula training, her business, everything like that down below. So if you guys are interested in that and want to learn more, you guys can check it out down below in the show notes. But before I get started in this podcast, I wanted to read a review of the week. I like doing this basically to say thank you to you guys because your reviews mean so much to me and I just, it, it gets me so excited whenever I read that there's a new review on Apple Podcasts, which is where you guys can review them because it does take a lot to actually go to the podcast app, hit five stars, write a review, leave your name, comment it. You know, it's not like a YouTube video or an Instagram post where it's just, oh, I can like it, thumbs it up, quick comment. I do realize that it takes more effort, so I really want to say thank you for that because that is a way for my podcast to be discovered by other people, so thank you so much for reviewing it, and I just like highlighting a review of the week just again to say thank you, so I'm going to be highlighting one from Grace, and she says, the Real Real Podcast is my absolute favorite one to listen to. Natalie is so refreshingly honest and authentic. I appreciate how she brings people onto the podcast who I can truly relate to. She shows the unfiltered moments of life and reminds us listeners that the unfiltered times are still beautiful because they're real. Seriously, can't get enough. P.S. Totally would love to see Kristen Johns or Five Foot One Teacher on your podcast. Thank you so much. That is the whole kind of purpose of starting this podcast I really wanted to bring people on that you guys could relate to and not only you but me because having doing YouTube and being on social media kind of as a job can get very very lonely because everything you're doing by yourself you're editing by yourself you're filming by yourself you're even sometimes you're taking the photos by yourself like it's a very lonely job and so having this podcast and being able to connect with so many inspiring people and so many people that I honestly like look up to is just so cool to me and I don't know I just that's the whole reason why I wanted to start this I wanted to bring relatable people and people that I'm friends with and kind of just have a conversation with them and share it for you guys just so you guys can see that you guys are not alone in whatever you guys are going through so I'm so happy that you guys have been loving the guests on here because I was so nervous I was like oh my gosh who am I gonna bring on my podcast that people are actually going to be interested in and I always thought like oh I have to bring people that are well known like have a lot of large following or uh social media famous or famous or whatever I feel like those are the only people like that people like to listen to on podcasts and you guys have really received my me and my friends really really well so thank you guys for that as for Kristen Johns and Five Foot One Teacher, I would love to have them on. You guys should definitely DM Kristen and ask her to come on the podcast. But Five Foot One Teacher and I are actually really good friends, Brittany. Um, she's so, so, so sweet and such a positive light. And we've already talked about her being on my podcast. So be sure to look out for that sometime in the future because she's awesome. And I cannot wait for her to be on the podcast. Anyways, I just wanted to say thank you guys for such kind comments and kind reviews and I am so excited for you guys to listen to this episode and listen to Ariana because she's amazing and she's just one of the sweetest people I've ever met in my whole life but again enjoy the episode and I can't wait to hear what you guys think welcome to the real real podcast with Natalie Barbu Instagram might be your highlight reel but we're here to talk about the real real you know what the best feeling is when you walk out the door feeling like you can conquer the world because your hair looks amazing. You know those days when your hair shines with confidence? Well, I have something that are going to make those good hair days into a daily reality, which is Way's new hair gloss. I personally have been loving taking care of my hair. I just got a new haircut and at first I was iffy on it, but then the more I've looked at it and the more I've styled it, I actually really love it and I don't think I can go back to super long hair. It's all about how you style it. So I have been meticulous about my hair routine. I've been incorporating Waze hair gloss and it has literally made me love my haircut and love all of the different ways that I can make it look. It's so easy. Just five minutes in the shower and bam, instant shine. And let me tell you, preventing heat damage is a top priority for me. And with hair gloss protecting my hair up to 450 degrees, I can style worry-free. And the best part, my hair 
hair feels shinier, healthier, and more vibrant than before. If you guys have seen my blowouts on my Instagram or my TikTok, you know that I have been feeling my hair and it has been so shiny. Getting your shine on in the shower with Waze hair gloss is so easy and it's packed with hyaluronic acid and rice water. And so it, so it not only gives you immediate shine, but also treats damage and enhances color vibrancy. And here's the best part. In a consumer perception study, over 85% of participants agreed that their hair looks shinier, healthier, and smoother with Waze hair gloss. Give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I and use promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code RealReal. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hi everyone, I am with Ariana right now and we are just going to jump right into setting the record straight and all about kind of being a doula and she's going to answer any misconceptions or questions about uh, being a doula. So a doula helps deliver the baby. Okay, so this is something that kind of gets a little um, mixed up in what a doula actually does and I do get this question a lot. Um... So doulas are not medical professionals. Um, they do not give medical advice or do anything medical when it comes to the birth or pregnancy. They assist in the birth in a physical and emotional way and not mm-hmm. physical meaning, you know, they actually help deliver, but more so um, helping with what the person that is giving birth needs in the moment, whether that's emotional support or physical as in here, let me put this cold towel on your head because yeah. you're super hot and sweaty <laughs> um, in that sort of way. Cool. Yeah. I never knew what a doula was. I actually didn't even know what they were. Like, I didn't even know they had anything to do with babies, honestly, when I first heard the word doula. Right. So <laughs> yeah, once you started like doing that stuff and like posting about it, then I like got more informed. Um, you do not need to go to school to become a doula. This is true. So um, there's trainings, uh, which is something that I attended to become a doula. I mean, in general, you could be like, let's say your sister has a baby and you are at the birth and you're supporting her emotionally or whatever way she needs. Like that makes you a doula. I guess Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like putting um, a name or a profession on something that has always existed, Okay, which is just women or someone, people helping people during a very vulnerable time and just being there for them yeah and you have to love babies to work as a doula I feel like you just have to love people (laughs) yeah no that makes more sense I mean are you interacting we can get more into this in the podcast also but are you interacting with the baby after birth or are you really just helping during the nine months of pregnancy I feel like it's both I mean for Mm -hmm. me like I love babies. I always have. It's always kind of been like, okay, I'm, I'm destined to work with women and babies somehow because I've always been, mm-hmm. I, think, I guess you could say, like, natural at it. I also have heard of a lot of people who are are not necessarily, like, they wouldn't consider themselves, quote-unquote, motherly. Yeah. They wouldn't describe themselves that way. And so they're like, oh, I know I don't want to have children, but... There are amazing doulas and midwives out there who don't have their own children. Yeah. Um, and just really love supporting women in this specific time. Doulas are only for natural births. No, absolutely. See, not. I thought that <laughs> I thought that a doula was very much for like natural birth. Right. No epidural, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. This is like the one the one thing that almost is like, no, when people think that because <laughs> I don't want, you know, we could have our own personal beliefs about how we want to have our own children, yeah. but if we're doing things the way that they're supposed to be done, we're not going to project those beliefs onto you, you yeah. know, because yeah. at the end of the day, it's about supporting you in whatever your choices are, and so like, you know, we come up with um, this thing that you know, we call birth preferences mm-hmm. and some people call them birth plans. I like to say birth preferences because birth is birth and it could change at any moment. And yeah. so we come up with that and that's all great at the beginning. But then when you're actually in labor, yeah, you it might could totally change your change. mind. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. And so yeah. like, 
it's our job to support whatever it is that you know you've read uh, <laughs> you've weighed the risks and benefits and so from then on it's like okay i support you yeah no that's awesome have you had more like natural births or have you had more like in hospital traditional epidural type of births right um no all of the births that i've attended have been in um hospital however um there was one that was completely um i guess the term that we use is like uh intervention free meaning Mm -hmm. um she got there at nine centimeters wow (laughs) you were telling me about that one (laughs) (laughs) and and if you don't know what you're in okay, yeah. delivering a baby at what 10 centimeters right yeah yeah so very so, very very close to the baby just popping out <laughs> popping out in the car <laughs> so yeah that was um definitely i guess what people would consider like a natural birth because there was no epidural or mm-hmm. pain medication and everything went very smoothly yeah um but yeah i've also been i've also supported epidurals and c-sections so mm-hmm and the next one was they're only needed for home births, but you just answered that yeah. question. So no, they are not actually. You haven't even done a home birth, right? No. Um, I have the, I guess you could say opportunity. It sounds like a weird word, I guess, yeah. when it comes to birth, but to me it's an opportunity yeah. <laughs> um, to be at a friend's home birth. Um, nice. And it'll be my first one. So I'm really excited just because obviously, you know, it's going to be a lot different. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to get into the podcast like topics, but first, just tell us about yourself, um, your story, just kind of your whole life story. And for those of you guys who don't know, Ariana and I met my sophomore year, or our sophomore year, first day of class, and I don't know if it was like first period or anything, but it was very early in the morning, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and we met, and I remember people telling us that we looked alike. <laughs> Please do yourself a favor and look up Ariana Martinez on Instagram because we do not look alike. alike. But literally just because we are the only, well, not the only girls, but we have brown hair and like brown eyes and dark eyebrows and people were like, yes, and people were like, oh, are you guys cousins? Are you guys cousins? (laughs) No, just just met. Yeah, we're just like, um, no, she's from Michigan. She just moved here. I just remembered that. I, like, vividly remember someone asking us this. And we were both just like, what? Like, I mean, I take that as a compliment, but, like, no, we don't look alike. I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah, so we've known each other for so long, and we've just been such good friends and through it all, Mm -hmm. so... Yeah, just tell us about yourself, your little life story. All right. Well, I was born in Michigan, like you just said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of my family still lives there. Um, I moved to Charlotte with my parents when I was, well, I guess, okay, it was in 10th grade. So yeah. I don't remember how old it was, but. 16? Yeah, probably. around there. Yeah. Something like that. Um, and so, yeah, I moved to Charlotte with my parents. Uh, my dad switched jobs and we relocated. Um, that was kind of hard I mean I I think you know I was just so used to being in one spot your whole life yeah you know that's a weird age kind of yeah kind of middle of high school right yeah I had my friend group and my my family um all lives there some of them have moved here now but I'm really close to my family so that was hard um but yeah high school was like I know you remember this high school was hard for me I really felt like I did not um I don't know, I just didn't fit. And not mm-hmm. in, like, a very overdramatic way or anything, mm-hmm. but just, I don't know. I, I think I, I was really, like, from a young age, really trying to um, find myself. And mm-hmm. I I think that now I count that as a blessing. Like, looking back on it, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm really blessed to have had the opportunity to release, like, search myself from a young age. Yeah. Um, but that was really hard in high school trying to, you know, being 16, 17, whatever, and and trying to like also have the like high school experience yeah. but at the same time that was never really I knew that was not like my experience so um yeah I never um saw myself going to college right out of high school and um it was mainly just because I I didn't know what I wanted at the time or I didn't yeah. really know what my you know purpose was I guess you could say and um I was singing and um I've always Yeah, Ariana been... is an amazing singer. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've always been, you know, like a little artist. Yeah. And in high school, you know, I did like theater mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Talent show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I for a while I thought, okay, that's what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. Like I'm, I'm creative. I just want to pursue that, whatever. Um, and so, yeah, I didn't go to college right out of high school and kind of stayed behind and was really invested in art and singing. Um, and so from then, um, I did an internship at a church here and I met, um, who is now like my best friend. Hello, Olivia. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and she is from California. And so, you know, I think a lot of people are kind of like, I want to move to California. And Um, you did. And I did. (laughs) No, but I really, like, I always saw myself, like, some sort of draw, you know? And now, looking back on it, it's like, I do, I would like to live there eventually, but I think the draw was more so, I just, like, my higher self knew that I was going to learn so much there and that I needed to, like, take that step. So, um, yeah, you know, Olivia and I became really good friends and, after the internship, um, we were just like, well, she, she was moving back to California Mm -hmm. and I was just looking for something different. And, uh, so I was like, I'm going to move to California pretty much with no, like, reason. It was so random. (laughs) I remember coming home for Thanksgiving and we were hanging out and she's like, so, I'm moving to California. And I'm just like, wait, What? what? When? She's like, like around Christmas <laughs> and this is Thanksgiving I'm like wow okay like, that's not you have never even visited California right no yeah you just but, picked up and moved yeah for those who do not know me on this podcast <laughs> this is my personality yes and- if I could describe her like this is it this <laughs> right so I guess to the people that know me it wasn't like that surprising yeah but, <laughs> um so yeah I moved to Santa Cruz California and uh still that's like my favorite place in the whole world yeah (laughs) it's beautiful and I got to be by the water every day and all this stuff um but I mean even more than that I really obviously I was on my own for the first time and Mm -hmm. uh, pretty much went like right out of high I mean not right right out of high school but pretty soon out of high school to like being completely on my own not (sighs) you know, being in school and having to, like, learn adulting and paying mm-hmm. rent and figuring out all this stuff. So. And you had just turned 18 because you were just, young. Yeah. I for started, our age right. or for our grade, you were young. I graduated when I was 17. Yeah. So yeah. I was a baby and I moved. Man, even looking back on it now, I'm like, I don't even know if I would do something like that right now. I think, like, <laughs> it was good that you were young. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I really think, like, being young, ignorance was bliss. And yeah. I was just like, wow, I can do anything. Like, <laughs> I mean, that really, like, shaped a lot of, I think, who I am today. And yeah. I learned so much and obviously made lifelong relationships. And I, I know I always have a place to go back to. And um, I do hope to return there one day. So, okay, wait, let me, like, fast forward here. Uh, so <laughs> then from, uh, I decided to have this bright idea of going to school for music in Chicago. First of all, it's freaking cold there. Yeah. From California <laughs> to Chicago. And I lost my color. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, why did I move here? It's so cold. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So Chicago was a really interesting time in my life. I think that was, I don't know, I think we always have to go through kind of like these really high highs and like low lows and it really just makes us who we are in our adult life and it can either push us into what uh, we are meant to do or we can kind of get stuck. Mm -hmm. And so um, again, in Chicago, um, I made some really amazing friendships that I still have today and um one of my childhood friends actually from michigan she um lives in chicago currently hi mm-hmm. anna uh yeah we kind of like reconnected we've always stayed connected kind yeah. of like us yeah um but you know obviously we lived in the same city and that was like um man such an amazing person to have during that time of like really kind of yeah. being in college and like all this life change um and so yeah i just remember leap so i Fast forward, I left Chicago after a year and and moved back to Charlotte. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just remember being like, what am I doing? Like, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I kind of realized, like, music school wasn't 
for me. And yeah. Like, was it not what you were expecting out of music school, or did you realize that you didn't want to do music anymore? Yeah, I think it was mostly that. Like, I mean, music will always be a part of my life, and I think it's important to me, and, you yeah. know, I'll never stop singing because I think it's a part of me, but um, trying to pursue it as a career or something yeah. or as a degree, it just it just wasn't for me. And yeah. I, that was like a, a, I don't know, I think I almost like, defined who I was on like being good at something because yeah. I, I had so much insecurity when I was younger about like I don't feel like I have skills or like mm-hmm. I'm good at anything um and so it was kind of like when you when you kind of define your worth by something and then yeah. it gets like ripped out from under you you kind of were like oh, I don't know what I'm doing now yeah <laughs> so that was a yeah that was that was really it and um, and also, I feel like our high school experience, at least in our high school, like, put so much pressure on education and yes. on, like, your grades and doing something. And I feel like that's hard for people when you don't know what you want to do. You right. feel like you have to choose right away. Right. Like, you feel like, oh, you're 17 years old. You better know what you're doing for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Because our high school put such a pressure on it. No, it really did. And I remember having those conversations with my mom all the time because I was a teacher. Mm-hmm. And so, like, just the pressure that was felt as far as, like, education. And I think in some ways, it's so funny, like, how you can kind of look back on your life yeah. and almost, like, dissect how, like, oh, wow, if I if I was in this situation with who I am now or what I know about myself now, I would have handled it so differently. But yeah. that's just life, you know? Yeah, and those situations made you who you are now, and so... That's true. So Maybe you would, like... I wouldn't You be. know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's very true. But, um, yeah, I think I... In high school, that was a... I, and I remember talking to you about it, even mm-hmm. then, like, feeling like, oh, well, education is not my strong suit. And so, like... I, I feel differently now. Yeah. But at the time, I was like, education is not my strong suit, and I'm not as good as everybody else at, you know, all these ac- academia and whatever. Yeah. And, and I feel completely different now. But mm-hmm. that was very true for me at the time. And so, yeah. So, basically, I moved back to Charlotte with um, feeling like... I remember I would cry at my parents' house when I moved oh. back and be like, I failed. Oh, my gosh. I know, I know. You did not. <laughs> I know, but it was a very real feeling at the time, just feeling like I kind of came home with, like, my toe between my legs, like, mm-hmm. what am I doing? Man, Charlotte's been really cool. Like, as much as I'm like, okay, no offense, Charlotte, but you don't compare to anywhere else I've lived. Yeah. <laughs> I think that it's growing so much, and I, like, really have fallen in love with it more than like high school it's so different than high school oh, you know i mean yeah. not only has it grown so much but now that we're older and can well, experience right. more but yeah no i like really really like charlotte yeah no i agree um i never saw myself coming back here i always thought like okay i found where i want to be and i'm gonna stay there forever and ever but um also like i kind of had said earlier like family is really important to me so being back with my parents as somebody who's completely different than when I left, mm-hmm. that's been a really cool experience. And I obviously have a very different relationship with my parents than I did when I was 18. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but Charlotte has really been, I guess if I could like put it in a few words, if somebody was like, okay, you only have a sentence <laughs> to describe it. Um, Charlotte has been very, very healing for me. And I really feel like I have um, like stepped into who I always was but like mm. I was just a kid before and I just didn't yeah. know who I really was you know yeah no totally and I feel like back then we feel so old like right. we're so old we're graduating high school know, right? you know and now I'm like oh my gosh I'm so little I back then yeah <laughs> like so young and I mean we were my little sister's age now like my little sister is graduating high school next month and I'm just like wait you're you're the age I was when I was doing all that or like, <laughs> you're the age I was and I was like feeling that way like right. what no no you're too little so exactly it's crazy it is and then you know we're gonna like think back on this moment in like another five to ten years and be like wow we were such babies yeah yeah <laughs> so that's just I know, that's how it works but I really stepped into who I am as a person now as a woman now and um I would like to think that from now on, I 
I'm just gonna continue to grow from here. You definitely will. I cannot <laughs> see like I already I always tell Ariana how this is like the happiest I've seen her or like the most like herself I've seen her. Yeah. You know, you like radiate and you can oh, see that in people and I always tell you that when I see you now you know and i could tell like i feel like we didn't talk as much when you were in chicago but i went to visit you in la or not la in um santa cruz Mm -hmm. and you were really happy then too but i feel like now you're like more yourself like you know yourself more exactly no that's 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 exactly how i feel um what do you think is a pivotal moment in your life that really like shaped you kind of like a turning point if you could spin one thing or one period (laughs) sure i mean i could say like when I when I became a doula and blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. I think that was after. I, f- I really feel like my turning point thus far has been coming back from Chicago feeling so defeated and mm-hmm. um, really just not myself. And, yeah. and it was, like, very apparent even to, like, people around me who loved me that I just, like wasn't in a good place yeah um and that was my turning point because I came back here kind of almost like unwillingly because Mm. I I didn't want to like admit that I needed to come back home yeah that's Um, so hard yeah it's really hard yeah but I mean I just kind of I came here and I was like all right I know I need to be home and I and I don't know why I need to be home but I know that I do and that is kind of like a theme for me in my life is like I'm very intuitive and I follow Mm -hmm. my intuition a lot um and it has yet to really prove me wrong (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I think that was very pivotal for me because I just came back here and I let myself be who I needed to be and if that was like um processing some things that I needed to process I let myself do that and um and really like my parents let me be who I needed to be and they didn't try to like hold me back that's or so important protect too. me yeah. you know um and i i just i think i did a lot of work to be where i am now mm-hmm. and of course i had like amazing support around me yeah um and that can't be left out but i i also think that it's important to acknowledge the work that you do in yourself yeah um 100%. to get to where you need to be and so yeah I guess moving back here um, has shaped me in a lot of ways because I would have never pursued what I'm what I'm doing now. Yeah, had I been, you know, like a year or two ago. Yeah, so. yeah. Ah, mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. How did you get into being a doula? But I guess first, what is a doula? I know you kind of said it already, but kind of go a little... La lesson here for people. <laughs> right. <I laughs> what, know. It's, yeah, it's, what would you say a doula is? Sure. I mean, it is like a lot to unpack. Like mm-hmm. it's a it's a one word, but really it's like a long it's like a, a huge circle of things. Yeah. Like a lot of things can fit into what is a doula or what is one for you. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's may, maybe easier to explain. Um so a doula it's really just like what um, people would maybe refer to as like a birth attendant or a traditional birth attendant. Mm-hmm. And so the verbiage doula has not always been used, of course, mm-hmm. um, but the concept is like ages and ages old. Yeah. Like this is a very sacred um, role in a lot of cultures. Um, and traditionally in, you know, indigenous cultures, things like that, um, a birth attendant is always present. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, obviously in our culture now, in Western culture, we've kind of like shifted away from the more traditional things. Yeah. Um, I almost feel like there is, and there, I think there's constantly kind of like little um, groups or waves of people that, you know, have a, a desire to shift back to more traditional ways. Mm-hmm. Really what we're there for is like, 
Um, I feel like I am a broken record sometimes when I say, like, I'm there to support you. I'm there to support you. I'm there to yeah. support you. But it's almost like we can't hear that enough now. Yeah. Um, I mean, this whole month has, like, it was um, Day of the Midwife this month. Obviously, Mother's Day is yeah. tomorrow. Um, there was... Um, I don't know if I can't remember if it's the whole month or if there's a specific day, but it's basically like um, awareness and recognition for postpartum depression and mood mm-hmm. disorders and all this kind of stuff where it's just raising, like bringing it to the forefront that yeah. um, mothers in the United States are falling like behind and it's not mm-hmm. their fault, of course. Um, but the importance and significance of having unconditional support. And so I guess if if I could put it in two words, it would be that. It would be unconditional support. And mm-hmm. so, um, yes, there's some, some technical things that go into it as far as, like, childbirth education. Yeah. And, you know, what are your rights as far as, like, wh- how you want your birth to go. Yeah. Um, and, you know, being able to um, advocate for yourself in the medical system and um, all of these kinds of things. And that's that's a huge technical part of it and then there's another um almost spiritual aspect of it mm-hmm. that is tr- i guess maybe this is not true for everybody but this is very true for me um i feel like i have always been a very in tune and um spiritual person yeah and um i take that very seriously in what i do because in my eyes um childbirth is a spiritual experience. And some people will be like, ha, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, and that's, that's fine because, you know, that's my, um, line of thought. And yeah. And other people are entitled to their line of thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I take that really seriously in, um, in kind of how I'm able to connect with, um, people during pregnancy and childbirth and postpartum. Yeah, I guess, Maybe that can segue into, yeah. like, how do I do my doula thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what is, like, a day-to-day, or I guess, like, take us through the process from beginning, once you're hired as a doula, mm-hmm. to kind of having the baby, after they have the baby, like, what what does that look like? Yeah, I guess people usually just kind of reach out, like, honestly, what happens a lot now, which is very true for where we are in this day and age is like people reach out via social media oh definitely so, i feel like social media is the place <laughs> to reach out to people no matter what industry you're in no it is like and anything it, i had this conversation with somebody the other day where i feel like i think it's because my, my mom like has drilled this into my head that like professionalism equals an email and so oh. <laughs> when people like text me about professional things or like DM me about professional things, I get really tripped out. I'm like, oh, times I'm, are changing. I'm, like, I'm not old. I'm, like, I'm old in my mind. But um, yeah, so that honestly, like, you know, when you're trying to um, do this as a, I, I mean, it is a business. I know it sounds kind of like cut yeah. and dry, but a business. Um it's you have to have like a Facebook page and you know yeah. like updating people on what's going on and you know like it's it's very real in like um, communicating your philosophy via social media. Well, that's how I feel like people will be able to tell if they're a good fit with you too. It is. It totally yeah. is. Um, and you know that can be viewed as a good thing or a bad thing, but um, I think you know when you put yourself out there on social media and your work out there, people are able to kind of form, okay, who is this person? And yeah. is it even worth me reaching out to them? Um, exactly. Cause if you just have like a bunch of doulas on a list, like, are you just going to cold call all of them and see, you know, exactly. your Instagram, your Facebook, it gives you more of a personality and it gives you more right. of, will I be a right fit for this person? So I definitely, I think it makes sense. And yeah. especially with something so personal. Oh, yeah. You don't, you definitely do not want to be, hire somebody who you're not 100% comfortable yeah. with. Like, oh, man, I would hate if somebody was like, well, you know, I just, I felt bad or something. Yeah. Or I couldn't find anybody else. Like, please, like, if you don't, you know, if you don't vibe with me, like, I will not take it personally. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is your birth. Like, yeah. Yeah. So... Um, so from then on, uh, we usually schedule like a a consultation. Um, some people do like 15 minutes. Some people do 30 minutes. I tend to do 
30 minutes and then yeah. you know if it goes a little longer and I feel like it's okay that it goes a little longer I'm okay with that um because you know at that point it's usually free so you're mm-hmm. giving away your time yeah um but the consultation is just kind of like and you know I think when it comes to something so personal like you said it's there's an outline for how to do things but it's it's always subject to change because yeah. you're dealing with real people and mm-hmm. um on a very personal level and so it's kind of like okay I don't have like a, a list of questions that I read to every single person yeah. that I meet up with it's kind of like I, I fill out the situation and okay what do I feel like I need to ask you and what information do I need to know about you and that kind of thing um, and vice versa and so um, yeah usually the consultation is just kind of like pretty casual just getting to know each other okay they I would hope they ask me you know like what's your philosophy on birth, um, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, you know, we could talk about really technical stuff. What do you charge? Yeah. Um, what do your services offer? Um, do you have any, like, specialty kind of niches, which, you know, we can get into later. And um, and then if it works out, I'll be like, okay, fill out this questionnaire so I can kind yeah. of, you know, send it back to me, your information, what's your due date, those kind of things, and whatever. Um, so that's the consultation and then, you know, let's say we move forward, then, um, we'll go ahead and schedule a prenatal appointment, um, Mm -hmm. at about like 28 weeks or so. Um, and so for the prenatal, there's usually about two prenatal appointments. So for those, that's really like diving into, um, what are your birth preferences? Um, kind of thing. And so I guess like a really good explanation of what I can say is like, I'm not there to sway you in any one direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm there to give you information and risks versus benefits. Yeah. And what you do with that information is completely up to you. Yeah. And whatever you bring back to me and say, this is what I want my birth preferences to look like, then I write it down. Yeah, that's usually like how the, the first prenatal goes and everything. And, you know, you're continuing to get to know each other, form your relationship mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. Um, and then, um, in between there's a, you know, like I said, the second prenatal appointment, of course I'm like checking in, like how are your appointments going? Um, some people ask that you, um, attend appointments with them. Yeah. So that's like on a case to case basis. So do you charge like hourly or for that? Uh Like how do you, what if they need you every day of the week? Do you go every day of the week or how, you know, how do you determine, Uh, okay, you're needing me too much or is there no such thing? Right think I honestly I know it's probably not like a good answer but I honestly feel like it goes case by case like yeah if I feel that okay you could be I could be charging you this flat fee or whatever but you know if I really feel like you need that support and mm-hmm. it, it, and for some people it might be too much yeah but for me I feel like it's okay then I will give it to you okay because um, I really think that that's where it kind of relies on um your intuition and yeah. what you are are feeling about this situation um about if it's appropriate to like extend your own time to to this person for maybe not anything in return you know yeah. um and i and i think that just kind of comes with with the job um there are some people who have a different philosophy than yeah. I do. There's some people that are very like, and, and I respect Our, them too. Yeah, like, yeah. they're like, nope, this is what, uh, this is how much I give, and you will have to pay me for my time. <laughs> yeah, after that. yeah. And and I totally respect that, and I get it. Um, but I and I I think I'm like that with some people, but yeah. um, then with others, there there's times I feel like okay, I need to like bend my own rules a little bit. You know? Yeah. So, do you sign contracts and stuff before? Yes. So, yeah, there's definitely some like things to like discussions to have beforehand um just on on cases like i mean this is like an example as far as i always coordinate a backup doula so Mm -hmm. let's just say like i don't know something happens and i am not available and obviously i'm i'm going to provide um somebody there for you but that would be a conversation that we have way beforehand. And I would yep. say, are you comfortable with this? Okay, yes, then we're going to sign a contract about it. And yeah. you have the option to meet the backup doula if this needs to happen. 
Um, and then also, you know, you're dealing with money. So, mm-hmm. um, contractually, like... Exactly. I was going to ask that because that's something... I mean, it's also a long-term thing. Like, do they pay you in the beginning? Do they pay you in the, as you go? Um, after the nine months? A month or two out from the due date, I ask that you have already paid me in full. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, I'm always open to payment plans and yeah. things like that. Um, yeah, but, I mean... I think with everybody, they ask that you pay beforehand, like, yeah. before the due date. Yeah, um, definitely. So. And what made you interested in this? I mean, you said that your passion was singing and that you always thought you'd be in singing. So how did you go from singing to birthing? <laughs> Being This is like very a into... po- other podcast itself, singing to birthing. <laughs> That's the title of right. it. <laughs> from singer to birther. <laughs> My own mother has asked me this question so many times, and I never had, like, a straight answer for her. And then I feel like all of a sudden I just saw you posting about doula stuff, and I was like, like, what? what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. I know. And it's, it's funny, because when you sent me <laughs> the questions for today, I was like, I really had to think about this one. And mm-hmm. I finally realized, like, I had a very full circle moment, and I was like, Oh, okay. This is what it was. <laughs> I'm glad I helped you realize Thank that. You. I know. <laughs> this will go in my memoir. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so I remember, I think it all kind of stemmed from um, this. I've always been a very, um, like, once I am interested in something, I just research the heck out of it. Like, yeah. I once I become interested, I'm like, I want to know everything about this. And so, um, what had actually started that was like fertility, your cycle. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I remember, I don't, okay. I don't remember exactly what age I was, but I just remember being like, wow, this is so interesting to me. And Mm -hmm. like how our bodies work and like, why didn't nobody ever tell me this? And Mm -hmm. like, these are not even like real conversations I had in my house growing up. Like I just like, started researching the cycle and like all of this stuff and like for me right now that's like fertility awareness method and yeah. I'm really passionate about that and like kind of educating others on it um and so before I even really knew what that was and I'm just like over here googling <laughs> um obviously in researching the cycle up I become aware of like okay so ovulation and that's when you can get pregnant and mm-hmm. so um, I'm like, oh, okay. So, like, that's how people use this to avoid pregnancy. Yeah. And so... I mean, I'm going to be honest. I don't... I mean, I take birth control, and, like, I don't even fully know how, like, birth control stops pregnancy. And right. I know... I sound so ignorant. No, you because don't, Because I'm putting it in my body. But I don't know the science behind it. I don't right. know the biology behind it. Like, I, I really don't. Yeah. I mean, honestly, when people... I, f- I think everybody I've ever, like started a conversation with about fertility awareness method is kind of like, I feel so ignorant. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, really, you shouldn't because most people don't know. And I didn't know for a long time until Mm -hmm. I took it upon myself to like really educate my, it wasn't because my doctor was like, Hey, you should know about this. It was like, I wanted to know. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And I used to take birth control. I had an IUD, like all this stuff. Um, so not like, you know, over here saying like, it's never okay. (laughs) Yeah. I did it. Um, And so, yeah, I think that's kind of, like, where the whole interest, I guess, for lack of a better term, um, started. Yeah. Me just wanting to know more. And then from from learning about, like, oh, there's other options out there Mm -hmm. is kind of when I got, um, like, pushed into this whole world of, like, hey, there's other options out there for birth, too. And it's kind of, like, the way that a lot of people um, view fertility is not just, like in different compartments like okay you have like when you're young when you're trying to avoid pregnancy and then you avoid 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 and you never think about having a baby until you're like oh I want to have a baby and then it's just like there's a huge gap yeah yeah um and so I, I guess um the way that I have I started meeting a lot of people that um put it all in one and they're like yeah I understand that my fertility is a lifelong thing and it all connects even when I'm not ready for a kid and I'm not mm-hmm. actively trying to have a kid. But it's it's all, you know, the same, if that makes sense. Yeah, so. no. That's very interesting. And you just, like, had a passion for it. and Yeah, I did. And How did you start? Like, did you look up certifications or, 
like how did you for um, becoming a doula? doula? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I had always kind of like I, I think I realized it was a thing while I was well that's not true. I, I the first time I heard the word um was uh, my friend's sister mm-hmm. had a doula and a midwife. Um and Usually when I say both of those words, people are like, a what? <laughs> um, and I think I said that at the time, too. Yeah. Um, and she explained the whole process to me, and she had a home birth. And, um, and I was like, oh, wow, like, that's really cool. Yeah. And I was like, I kind of think of that as, like, that was the spark. And yeah. then that was it, you know? They didn't, mm-hmm. like, light a fire or anything. It was just, like, a little spark. And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. That was the first time I heard it, first time I got some information, whatever, lived my life. Yeah. And then I kind of, um, I think, I don't remember exactly, to be honest, but I feel like when I really started um, looking into, like, okay, how can I do this was mm-hmm. um, living in Chicago. Oh, and so you were interested in it in Chicago, not just when you yeah, came to Charlotte. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't train till I got to Charlotte. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, you know, interested in, lightly interested in Chicago. I wasn't like actively going to doula meetups or anything. Yeah. Yeah. And what, do you wish that you did things differently? Like, do you wish that you had gotten into it sooner, that you started it when you were 18 or any changes that you would have made? No, I actually don't at all. I think the this work, for some people, I don't know, they might not feel this way, but for me... This work is very, almost heavy to me, but not in yeah. a bad way. Not in like a, you know, it's too heavy kind of thing. But it, but it's heavy. You carry, for me, I'm a, like I said, I'm intuitive. I'm a feeler. Um, I can walk in a room and I can feel out the energy in the room and be like, mm-hmm. ah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this feels good. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot that comes up in um, pregnancy and childbirth that I don't think is necessarily talked about enough. Yeah. Um and you're also dealing with two lives. Like, right, right. <laughs> it is heavy. Yeah, it is. And, you know, and so I, I think, I think I've, you know, I've always, you can't take gifts away. I've mm-hmm. always been intuitive and I've always, um, you know, been like able to use my gifts as medicine, but maybe not in the capacity that I can now. Um, yeah. Because I've grown and I've experienced life and I've, you know, I know who I am mm-hmm. in a way that I didn't then so I think um not that I wouldn't have been able to do it but I don't think I was ready at the Mm -hmm. time um and I the way that I am now yeah yeah no I feel like we do have to go through those things to make you who you are and like if you just did it out of high school like 18 years old Mm -hmm. you don't know all of these life lessons that you know now you know so I definitely I, I'm one of those people who I don't, like, regret a lot of things because of right. that reason, because of, like, the lessons that it taught me. And then what is your advice for someone who wants to become a doula or wants to go into maybe not even just doula, a midwife or a doula or anything to do with pregnancy, fertility, mm-hmm. birth? Sure. Um, I would say I'm, I'm thinking about it from, like, two different standpoints Mm -hmm. like a super practical like okay you know go to these meetups and immerse yourself in education about fertility and childbirth and all this kind of stuff yeah um and that's very real and you know if for example for midwifery there's different pathways to midwifery um the most probably common one is nurse midwifery so you have to go to nursing school and you know your master's in nurse midwifery um do you think you have to be intuitive and a feeler or like do you think to be a midwife yeah or you think you should Um, be or yeah I think I think you should be uh I think that I think that most people who venture I, I will say venture it's like a journey yeah um into midwifery do it because they naturally are that's just who they are yeah um, and as far as like in being intuitive and being able to, um, really care for people and really all it is, is like, um, the midwifery care model is just, um, like a lot of what they say is like, it's women centered. And so, yeah. are um, there any male doulas? Um, there are, I believe okay. so. I don't know any personally, but yeah. I believe that there are. Um, and yeah, I guess it's like, I don't know. I, I know. Every every midwife that I have 
met is is pretty um i guess you could say like likes to live on the edge a little bit yeah. likes to break the rules a little bit <laughs> outside of the medical system no um but not that you know it's like this i'm trying to like start a fight or anything but um yeah i think it's they they believe in a certain care model that i believe in and um prioritize certain things and um are are basically like you know what my personal belief is is that like having a, the support the support person who's a doula um or hiring a midwife for your care model is um the maternal mortality and morbidity rate in the united states is the highest in developed nations really mm-hmm. why is i mean is that another whole long topic of yeah, why I that is have a whole other podcast okay. about that, but <laughs> <laughs> no um there is a lot i mean it, it could take like even like a simple google search on like the yeah. history of obstetrics and gynecology um and it has a pretty dark past mm-hmm. um and historically um you don't have to trace back that far to yeah. find um some practices that are questionable would be the nice yeah. way to put it so not to uh try to trend lightly anymore um <laughs> Yeah, these questionable practices that are still in practice today um, and affect the um, affect individuals of color mostly um, mm-hmm. and uh, within these statistics that very Googleable from yeah. the CDC. Yeah, my my training, uh, my training was really special to me. So I had c- kind of looked around at other other trainings that were happening and I just kind of was like "Mm, okay maybe um and so one day I was at work and I it was like very random how I came across it was like from uh a comment on another person's post had tagged um the person who now is one of my mentors and the person who ran the training that I was a part of um tagged her and she had just said something about oh it happens in Charlotte too and I was like Mm -hmm. Charlotte like there's people like me in Charlotte yeah (laughs) yeah um and I clicked on her profile and I was like wow and then I saw like I think it was like the last thing that she posted and she was like um it was the first one and it was through um an organization which uh I'm now a part of in Charlotte called Wise Community Doulas and so um we are uh, uh volunteer doulas and um she was holding a training and it was um, for people of color and it was really special to me because it addressed um, certain things that probably other organizations would not have addressed. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and just, uh, it didn't need to, it's not like, you know, which this happens sometimes in other trainings, like, let's, let's address how to support families of color. Yeah. It's like, we didn't need to have that conversation, obviously. My uh, little training group that I was a part of, um, we're still all very tight today and we work together and um, it's a really, it's kind of like, I don't know how to explain it, but other than people talk about like having this village and having this community and um, how that's the foundation of of families. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's like this beautiful and great idea that people like to say a lot, but I think that um, the group that I trained with, we really embody that. And, mm-hmm. um, the individuals that I trained with really embody that in the way that they, um, support their clients, um, yeah. who are giving birth. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have all the links also in the show notes oh, yes. so that if anyone wants to do that or become a part of that, mm-hmm. they know what it is. Cause I have a lot of North Carolina listeners also. So yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And then before you go, what is your best advice that you've ever received or that you've just learned along the way? So share your number one advice, if you can think of one. I have come across so many amazing and influential people in my life that I I have really pulled from from every person um, that has influenced me. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, people that... Some of them I still keep in contact with consistently and they're still have a huge voice in my life. And maybe some of them that was just, you know, for that reason or that city or whatever. Yeah. They had an influence on me. Um, but my my boss, he really always talks about 
he's very unapologetic mm-hmm. about everything. Yeah. And um, I think that being um, under his influence has really kind of like brought out that part of me that was always there, but maybe mm-hmm. just wasn't mature enough. And so I think that in what I do, I probably have some some views that not everybody shares, but mm-hmm. that I am okay being unapologetic about because at the end of the day, I'm there to be a support and an advocate for somebody. Um, and in the moment, I can't think about, oh, I don't want to come off this way or I don't want to, yeah. you know. If you feel like, okay, this is your, this is your, I don't like using the word calling, but <laughs> this mm-hmm. is your purpose. Yeah. Um, then do not shy away from it or run away from it. No matter what people are kind of chirping in your ear about. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, we all need to pursue that in pursuit of living fulfilled lives and healing ourselves. And at the end of the day, we can only do that for ourselves. And mm-hmm. so I just, I guess if you find something the way, the way that I feel about the work that I do, I hope that everybody has the opportunity to feel that way about whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. And that they would also feel permission to um, pursue that and, yeah. and not, um, not ever give up because listen I'm about to start like six years of schooling and I really (laughs) don't want to but I'm like man I just can't imagine doing anything else yeah no that's amazing I'm so happy that you're on my podcast and before I even started a podcast I was like I need to have Ariana on it (laughs) before yeah (laughs) I texted you so long ago so I am so glad that you did I mean we have just been we're going to be lifelong friends and we've just been friends for so long and I've seen you grow and you've seen me grow. So it's been really nice having you on here. So if you want to plug anything, shout yourself out, shout anything out. Yes. Here you go. It's also going to be in the show notes. So if you guys want to actually click on it, then go to the show notes. All right. You can follow me on Instagram at Ariana Claire. It's A-R-I-A-N-A. C L A I R E. Wow, my name is pretty long. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, I uh, have just recently launched my Facebook and Instagram page for um, my doula business. So if you're looking for um, information about that or what I'm currently doing, if you're looking for a doula, but not only that, um, like I said, I really um, I focus on kind of holistic care. So um, I've really spent the, a lot of time um, studying herbs and um, and their uses in women's health, fertility, um, all of that. And so um, I might know a few things if you are just yeah. curious and want to reach out. Um, I'm really passionate about um, holistic healing and um, there are many avenues to healing and I think that they all work together Um with Western medicine and with traditional medicine. So um, you can follow those at uh, on Instagram at, at Ceremonia uh, Healing. I'm sorry, I just started the page, so I really do have to look it up to make sure that that's <laughs> the actual name. Um, yes, so it's C-E-R-E-M-O-N-I-A dot healing. And like Natalie said, it'll be in the show notes. Um, and that is the same on facebook as well so hey well thank you so much for coming on the podcast and hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode thank you so much for having me i hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode with ariana she like i said is just one of the sweetest most kind-hearted people i have ever met and i hope that you guys could see that through this podcast and also i hope that you learned a lot about the doula community because i feel like it's not a community and not an occupation that people think of normally so I mean I would definitely admit I didn't know what it was until she got into it I always thought that being a doula was kind of like being a nurse and just helping deliver the baby I didn't realize all of the emotional support that goes into it and how emotional of a job it is so I really really was super interested to learn about what it was and what she does and how she got into it because Like I said, I've known Ariana for a long time and always growing up, she was always very into singing and that was kind of her thing and we all thought that she would just become a singer. 
or do something with singing like become a singing teacher or something like that and the fact that her life kind of just switched paths and it's like nope just kidding you're not going to be a singer this is what you're actually meant to do I think is really really cool also if you guys want to learn more about her business and her doula community and where she got her training done and where she does training I'm going to have it linked down below regardless if you're in Charlotte or not I think it's really important for us to educate ourselves anyways I hope that you guys liked this episode if you guys want to join the private Facebook page be sure to join that it is not anything for promotion or anything like that it's really for you guys to network with one another and to network with like-minded people. If you guys want to join that, then I'm going to have it linked down below and it's a private Facebook group. So you should join that just for your own sake. Honestly, people have been posting like job listings on there. People have been doing meeting up with each other that lives in this, that if you guys live in the same city as other people in the group. And it's just nice to know that you guys do have something in common and that you guys are motivated individuals so i definitely think that you guys should join the facebook group and follow us on instagram too we just post pictures of whoever we've interviewed because it's nice to put a face to the name as well as in our show notes website we have that as well we have like pictures of them more links um more clickable links and more photos kind of like a slideshow just to really keep up with the episode so yeah i hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode and i will see you guys next monday with another episode of the real real podcast first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com